Hallelujah. So, we say biblical joy is more than a feeling. It's a lasting emotion that comes from a choice to trust that God will fulfill his promises. So when you know God will fulfill his promises, there is a joy in you. And that joy cannot be stopped. Hallelujah. Now today I want to talk to you a bit about the enemies of joy. But let me tell you something. We are talking about the glory of God. Hallelujah. And uh, I haven't properly defined the glory of God to you, but I will define it this week. But one of the enemies of the glory is what we call lack of joy. Anyone that has a lack of joy cannot walk in the glory. Because the glory of God is a presence. The Bible says in the presence there is joy. So when you don't have joy, you are away from the glory. Hallelujah. Now, the manifested presence of God, the glory of God, has entered the body of Christ. And why? I will explain to you why it's here. The glory of God is here because God is preparing his body for his return. Do you understand that I want to read a scripture in 1 Corinthians chapter number 15, verse 51 to 53. It says, Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all die, but we shall be changed in the moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound, and the dead will rise, and corruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruption must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. So you need to understand that, that Jesus is not coming to fetch mortal bodies. There is no dead person that will go with Jesus. The Bible says that when Jesus returns, the grave will open. And the dead in Christ will rise and then they will have what we call a glorious body. Hallelujah. So the glory of God is here in preparation for the coming of Jesus. Oh, I don't know if you check what I'm saying. Because when the glory comes, there is changes that come in the life of somebody. So for those who don't understand why things are happening this way, they are happening because Jesus is coming back very soon. And we need to align to that truth that there will be a change in the way we do things. We will be moving more with the glory than the anointing. Yes, there is a big difference between the two of them. You know, the anointing is God's ability working in a man to do the job. The glory is God's presence doing the job. Hallelujah. So in the glory of God, I can just sit there and God moves. Hallelujah. The anointing is different. And 80, 99% of preachers move in the anointing. But God says, his glory is entering the body. And you know, when the glory of God comes in a place, even the place is charged, saturated, in a way that a place can be a, 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 a means of healing. One time we had a meeting under a tent for some times, and we left, and we were not there, and a lady has a child that was sick, and the child was so sick, she brought the child, put her under the tent where we had our meeting, and the child stood up. Because the glory of the Lord was in that place. Listen, Christian, stop going to places, do things, and you say it's finished. No! When you come into a place, you affect the land. 
in a way that anyone that walks there is affected by the presence. It's not you, it's the presence. Oh, come on. Come on. It's the presence. It's the presence. There was a preacher that I know well that went to a city and somebody borrowed him his car. And he was in that car, he, was, he had a chauffeur and was sitting at the back for almost a week. And when he left, the man that borrowed the car had his wife that has cancer. He called his wife and said, sit there, this man used the car, the presence of God in the car. She was healed of a terminal cancer just by sitting in that car. The presence. I don't know if somebody hear what I'm saying. I don't know if somebody here, I don't know who is candidate for what God is about to do in these last days. But I'm calling you to be part of that. Hallelujah. But you cannot be part of that if you are living in sadness. Because sadness is a, is a setup to connect you to earth. Earth is a place of sadness. My God. Heaven is a place of joy. And Bible says that let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So what God is saying is that heaven may become, earth may become heaven for you. Heaven on earth. Hallelujah. So, 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 the, the enemy has, my God, the, 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 the devil wants you to, he wants you to give you everything that is opposite to joy. Sorrow, shame, depression, disgrace. But it's your responsibility to resist. And not allow those feelings to take hold of you. Because every day there is opportunities. There are opportunities for you to buy into. Hallelujah. And those opportunities are not given by God because opportunity of stress and anger and sorrows are not given by God. So you must know that in your daily life, the enemy gives you opportunities to be in his camp. And when you buy in those opportunities, you leave the glory. That's why many people are distressed. Many people are angry. Many people are oppressed because there is no way the enemy wants to let them have joy. Circumstances of life are also participators of a lack of joy. Money is a big factor. Don't, don't, don't look at me as you don't know what I'm talking about, man. You know that money has a sense of a joy. But it's a passing joy. Because when you receive it, you, 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 even your attitude changes. Have you realized those who are driving those big cars in town they think they have arrived because of that? <laughs> when they are in that street, wherever they stay in that house, when they own that car, they think they own it all. So it's a passing joy. And they have to work hard to maintain that joy. Because the joy is dependent on the ownings or earnings. But our joy is dependent on him. Ah, somebody does not say something. So our joy is not attached to those things. Your joy is not attached to the money. Hallelujah. Although it's God's desire to bless you with. Hallelujah. Your joy is attached to something else. It's attached to your knowledge of a living God. And you know that in every situation, you win. So what are the enemies? Number one. Self-centeredness. Somebody say self-centeredness. Self 
Now, a self-centered person is excessively concerned with himself and his own needs. When you are self-centered, you want people to think well of you. Oh. Mm -hmm. Yes, everybody must think you are a great guy. So when you are self-centered, you do not want anyone to know that you have weaknesses. Because for you, weaknesses is a statement that something is wrong with you. So you are self-centered. And, and, and to keep up with that is a difficult thing. Because you have to play to put a facade. You have to put a face. You have to pretend. Hallelujah. You see, I was, when we were ministering under the tent, it was nicer than here because I could see what was happening outside. Because I was standing under the tent and at the time of the church, I could see in the parking lot. So I see a man and his wife, they are coming. The man is in front, the one is behind. And then they come like that. There is like two meters between them. But before they hit the tent, the man waits. And then take the hands of the wife. <laughs> Who do you want to fool? We all know when you get home, it's fire. But in churches, oh, honey. But when the church is finished, you don't know that person anymore. You are fooling yourself. That is self-centeredness. And I'm calling on to the wife. Reject him. When you walk, he said, don't touch me. If you touch me here, we must do that until home. And in home, we must do it. If you can't keep up with this, don't shout. You can't behave like that and want the glory in your life. Because angels are repelled. It's a disgust. They are disgusted by your behavior. You may be moving in the anointing, but not the glory. Uh-huh. There was a story in the Bible, in the book of Luke, chapter number 15, verse 25 to 32. They said, now the older brother was in the field, the parable of the prodigal son. The older brother was in the field, and as he came to, and he drew near the house, he heard music and dancing. So he called one of the servants and asked what these things meant. And he said to him, your brother has come, and because he has received, and because he has received him safe and sound, your father has killed the fatted calf. But the brother was angry and would not go in. Do you, do you see that guy? Your brother comes home. They say the brother has returned. He's thinking of what the brother wasted. He's not thinking of the life of a brother. He's thinking of the inheritance that the brother has wasted. And because of that, he's angry because he felt this should be mine. And this guy has wasted it. What a selfish man. And this is the normal behavior of everybody. He was so angry, he didn't want to enter the house. And the father came to him. He said to him, Verse he was angry and would not go in. Therefore his father came out and pleaded with him. So he answered his father, Lo, these many years I have, ser I have been serving you, I've never transgressed your commandment. That sounds like a Christian. At any time, 
and yet you never gave me a young goat. Why does he want a young goat? Uh, that I might make merry with my friend. But as soon as this son of yours came, who has devoured your, who, uh, this son of yours came, who has devoured your livelihood with harlots, you killed the fattened calf for him. How does he know that the guy was with harlots? You didn't go with him. It's an assumption. You know how self-centeredness can make you think of other people in a certain way? Yes. And self-centeredness accuses always. It's the fault of everybody else except you. Self-centeredness wants to put you on the phone. Refuse. Climb out of that throne and let God sit on the throne. It's my name. Stop protecting your name. Let God protect you. Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. And at the end, the father told him, but son, everything I have is yours. Your blindness has caused you not to know that. It's like, it's like people come here, people tell me, you, these new guys that have come in the church, prophet like them there. And we are sitting here for many years. He does not look at us anymore. You are the older brother. Repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus and be saved. They say the younger brother has come back. God says, let's make a way for his inheritance. The older brothers are sitting there. We have so many older brothers in churches. People that are angry because somebody is blessed. Me, I've been praying. What is the difference between us? Me, I've been tithing. I've been putting seed. Nothing. He, he, or she. And then there is a result. Older brother, older sister, repent. You know why your seed doesn't work? It's because of the attitude of your heart. Because that heart, you think it was the right heart, but the heart, the heart was wrong. Until God shows it to you by blessing somebody next to you. So that your heart may be revealed. And when you feel like that, repent. Oh, you don't check what I'm saying. We, we're talking about glory. We will not see the glory if we don't tell you the truth. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Oh, let me go quick because of time. I could dwell in this. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. Uh, because I was there too. I was there too. Where you feel like you are serving but they don't recognize you. And you feel like no one is recognizing you. Not just here, even at your work. Somebody comes in and after a month she's promoted. I say, this is corruption. <laughs> I've been here for five years. This person just stepped in and promoted. You don't know the seed that this person put on the ground before he came there. You are talking about the promotion as corruption, but it's not all corruption. There is something called favor. Uh -huh. When favor comes, it bypasses times, it bypasses conditions, it bypasses the rules and the laws. So favor can put you at a place that people think you don't deserve. But actually, it's the favor of God that is manifested in your life. These are all systems in the kingdom. That's why the children of God should be careful the way they talk. This position was mine. I know a man that God promoted. And somebody else went to the witch doctor and the witch doctor told him, this person took your place. And that became a fight because the person said, you took my place. Because the witch doctor said, you took my place. I said, come on. 
Come on, you are losing big time. Hallelujah. It happened everywhere. Everywhere, everywhere. That's why people say we are favorites. They don't know it's the favor of God upon the life of people that caused people to do what they do. It's happened in the worship team. Somebody comes in and after two months he's singing. The other one is there for a year. Ah, they don't like me. It's not that they don't like you. They like you, but the favor has not located you yet. You must go on your knees and say, Lord, favor. If you don't have a voice to call unto God, there won't be a voice on earth that calls you. I, I don't know what I'm saying. If you don't have knees to stand before God, there is no feet on earth that will call you up. You need to know that everything you have here is a result of your dealings in the spirit. So if you know how to deal in the spirit, earth will respond to you. And if people, if people are just doing, are, are being mean to you, God will have a way to humble them. The battle is not yours. The battle is submit to the discipline of God and God will lift you. Uh, yes, we must deal with stuff. People think I don't know what is going on. If God can tell me about somebody in Ivory Coast, why do you think he can't tell me what is going on here? <laughs> so we need to come to that place of saying to the Lord, Father, I am your servant. Wherever you place me, I will enjoy it. And then from there, you promote me. You promote me until I come to that place where you want me to be. The amen is too weak. Amen. Your amen is weak. After every service, ha, 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 ha. it's like prophet was just talking about us. <laughs> yes, I'm talking about you. I'm not hiding it. <laughs> Second thing that can, because we want the glory most. I need to teach you so that there will be a purity in the manifestation of God in this house. So that even people are jealous because some people are touched every Sunday. Yes. It's like it's him alone or she alone. I know when God comes. Stop that. Avail yourself into God's hands. And God will lift you. If somebody is always touched, me, I'll go to the person I say, my sister, we need to have a talk here. I want to enter your private time of worship. How do you deal with God? What happened? Give me your testimony so that I can learn something from you. Instead of getting angry like the men at the pool. The pool was being stirred. People were getting healed. The crippled man was lying there. And he said, I have no one. I say, you are a loser. They say, you are a cripple. They didn't say, your hands didn't work. Don't check what I'm saying. Because if I were him, I would drag myself. Even if I can crawl, I'll crawl until the edge. And next time when he said, I just jump in. But you, you are waiting. Somebody must help me. 
Somebody must help me. You are sitting in divine and people are jumping in the river of revival and you are, you are annoyed because they are jumping. If I were you, my God, if I were you, I'm not, if I were you, I will go to those people and say, give me your testimony. Teach me, my sister. Teach me, my brother, how to be open to the spirit because I don't know how. <laughs> because of you, some people are afraid. Because when they come to church, they say, Yo, I don't know. I can't even, because they will judge me again. My friend, no one will judge you. Hallelujah. Amen. Open yourself to the Spirit. Amen. Jump into the river and let God heal everything that needs to be healed. Hallelujah. The last thing, my God, help me. The last thing is worries and anxieties. Ooh. Worry is a statement that God will not fulfill what he said he will. It's a statement. That when you worry, it's a powerful statement in the spirit that you don't trust God. Hallelujah. Worry is a statement of mistrust. Mistrust of God's abilities. That you will perform what you say you will perform. People worry. Jesus said, do not worry. That they still worry. It's a command. Do you know that, that Matthew 6 is a command? He didn't say, I wish you won't worry. He said, do not. Do not. Because he knows what worry produces. Worry can give you even sicknesses. Some of the people have problems with their tummy because of worry. Yes. Because of anxiety. They, they, they are always stressed here on their guts. Anxiety, anxiety, anxiety. Why? No, I don't know how I'm going to pay my bills. I don't know how I'm going to eat. I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. But when you worry, do worry bring you something? So you might as well not worry. <laughs> because when you worry, it didn't change anything. He said, do not worry. He said, every day, let every day take care of itself. So you, 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 you need to be a hallelujah Christian. That says, doesn't matter what come, my God is awesome. Doesn't matter what come, God will take it. I don't know, I don't know the outcome, but I know the one that gives the outcome. I might not know everything about my, my breakthrough, but I know I have already the breakthrough. So, so let, 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 let go away from worries. Uh, did I say the last? No, there were three things. Uh, the third thing is failure to keep ourselves in the word. You, if, when you, he said in Jeremiah 15, 16. Let's read that. It will be the last scripture. Jeremiah 15, 16. And then we'll have communion after. Jeremiah 15, 16. Put that right. Jesus. Oh. Your words were found, and I ate them. Somebody read with me. Your words were found, and I did what? So the word is food. And your word was to me the joy and rejoicing of my heart. Your word were found and I ate them. And your word was to me the joy and the rejoicing of my heart. So joy is in the word. The word of the Lord is your joy. It's not the stress, it's not the anxiety that will cause the word of God to be powerless. You need to know that, that nothing, 
Nothing can cause the world to be powerless unless you give the power to that thing. So anxiety can be in the world, but as long as it's not in you, it cannot stop the word from working. When you allow it to come to you, that's where the word struggles to work. So your word, I want you to memorize the scripture and keep yourself in the word of God. I mean, keep yourself in the word. If you understand it or not, keep yourself in the word. Say it again. No, say, I will keep myself. Hallelujah. Let's finish it. Let's finish the scripture. They say, your words were found and I ate them. For I am called by your name, O Lord of God of hosts. I am called. He said, I am by your name. Do you read what you, read it again. I am He didn't say, I will call your name. I am called by your name. Oh Lord, God of hosts. So the name of the Lord is upon you. So when problem comes, they see the Lord of hosts. I am called by your name. I am called by your name. So there is nothing that can stop you. I'm telling you the truth. God is with you. Say, God is with me. If you keep yourself like that, glory will be in your life. Could Bible say, the angel of the Lord and came round about those who fear him and put them out of danger. Psalm 34 verse 7. You need to know that the thing that you are encountering are trying to take you out of the glory. The person that drove in front of you is an agent to take you out of the glory. The guy that took your parking when the mall was busy is an invitation for you to get out of the glory. Would you respond to the invitation? No, 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 you can't answer. I don't know if you answer to that invitation or not. Because at the moment, you don't realize this trap. So you respond to it. And when you go home, you have eaten another word, not the word of God. And when you have eaten, it stays in your system. It needs to be digested. And it needs to feed your blood. So your DNA, that is a word, starts to be corrupted because of the substance that you are eating every day. Because of the provocation that you buy into, you start to become a, a being that is not the new Christian and the, the newborn anymore. You, you, you become corrupted. He said, watch over your heart more than anything else. For out of your heart comes the issues of life. Do we want the glory? We need to step out of the provocation. And we need to come into a place where joy is there day and night. Monitor yourself. When you are out of joy, jump back into the river of joy. Listen, joy will change everything about you. Joy will give you a new youth. Joy will give you a new breath. Joy will give you new strength. Even the pains will be dealt with. Because some of the pain, I'm not saying all of the pain, some of the pain are, are engineered by the invitation that you bought into. Your life was well until that colleague came. And then when you go to work every morning, 
It's like you drink a bitter pearl and you are going to work, but you are murmuring and you don't know you are eating. You are eating and the fruit of murmuring produces things in your blood. And then your blood was supposed to speak good thing. Now your blood is speaking anger, frustration. It nourishes your bones with frustration. So your bones start to respond with pain and you don't know what is happening. I say some, I'm not saying all the problems. Some of them is genuine sicknesses that we need to cast out. But some is not sicknesses. Do you respond to the invitation of joy? Yes. Do you want to respond to joy invitation? Yes. Some people say, no, but it's too difficult. Oh, yeah. There's a lady that says, <laughs> there's a lady that saw Satan. And Satan, oh. and the lady looked at him. And Satan said, are you not afraid? She said, no. Say, why? Say, I've been living with you all my life. <laughs> so you can guess who she's calling Satan. <laughs> you are in my house every day, so I'm not afraid of you anymore. So even if a devil lives in your house, bypass him and be joyful. Say, I will not allow you to take me into the pit. I will not allow you to take me to hell. I refuse to go down with you. I refuse to buy into your provocation. I buy into joy, for the joy of the Lord is mine. That's a lifestyle. That's a lifestyle. I told you this thing started to work on me when I met a pastor named Surprise. It surprised me. The first time I met him, it was at the airport. I went to welcome him because I invited him to preach here. And the guy came smiling. I said, when he met me, he said, ah, Pastor Yao, because he saw my picture. How are you? He said, I'm blessed. I said, okay, we're waiting for your luggage. He said, no, there's no luggage. I said, what? He said, my, my luggage were lost. I said, and you are smiling, coming. He said, ah, Pastor Yao, relax. It's just luggages. Ha. <laughs> me, I will storm the airport. I would demand answers. Because my luggages were lost in Air France, I demanded answers. Until they brought my luggages at home. I was on the phone with them. Leon, I would tell them, you don't understand what you are talking about. You will do it. And this guy came laughing. <laughs> and then, I said, oh my God, what has went wrong with me? And then we, he said, okay, however, let's go and declare it. We walk with me, declare. And then we phone Johannesburg, and they said, no, they found his luggage. It's on the next plane. It's coming in half an hour. I said, Pastor, yeah, I told you. If I've allowed that thing to kill my joy, right now, what I was going to do? The joy of the Lord. Somebody say, I'll be joyful. Be joyful. Listen, joy is a decision. You must make a quality, you must be intentional about your joy. It's not just, it's a decision. You need to set your mind on joy. That doesn't matter what may come. I will rejoice in the Lord of my salvation. I will not allow every circumstance to kill my joy because the joy of the Lord is my strength. Are you joyful? Remember somebody will pass at the robot. And remember my voice. Hallelujah. Amen. Somebody will poke you where it hurts. Are you, you married? Yes. The wife will poke you where it hurts. And then you have a, this young girl. 
Now you don't call her wife anymore. This young woman, she, 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 she does not know me at all. She doesn't know me. She does not know who she married. Hallelujah. Amen. So are you going to keep your joy? Yes. Can we give a big hand to our Lord? Yes. 